check. Yup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Backbone Podcast, the only place you can go where you can have two dickheads who are past their prime, have an opinion on heavy music. I am joined by a man who once said that Five Finger Death Punch are not only a great band, but the best band in the world. Nathan Custis, how are we doing? It's true, Nick Brown, and they are fantastic. Breaking up on stage as they do, and... <laughs> What a pleasure it is to be here again. Every every week, I'm going to introduce you saying you like Five Finger Death Punch, just to bring that up, because one stage you actually did. I actually did back in the day. Uh, I was a Five Finger Death, Death Punch fan, <laughs> and I hate myself for it now. That's okay. I'm gonna, well, we're going to get straight <laughs> into things, because I want to do this every episode. I feel like that, you know, I, you know, I sucked Polaris's cock enough last week for about... You really did. Yeah, for about five, six minutes. This week, I want to do it with another one. I feel like I'm just going to, every episode, I'm just going to give a shout out to a band that I'm really digging at the moment, more of a local band, this one. We're going to go to Queensland. We're going to go Deadlights. I've showed you a song by these guys. Um, you haven't told me what you thought about it, and the song's called Preconceptions off their album Mesmo. What are you thinking? I was a big fan, Nick Brown. You, you sent me the song last week, and... Told me they had a bit of a Dayshell vibe. So Dayshell, yes. an American band coming from Shaley, who was an ex... Was he the bassist or guitarist in Mice and Men? He was uh, one of them, and he was the, the, the clean singer. But he's band Dayshell, we both really like. And you told me about this band. So Queensland band, another local band. And I really enjoyed the song. It's called Preconceptions. And the album was called Mesmer, who I told you to go fuck yourself, because that's a Northland album. <laughs> It's like, and I actually said the exact same thing to the guy, to a guy, and he said no, that came out first. So I had to clarify that we have, we think alike. Well, I, yeah, well, I take that back then. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Northlane. That's all right. Uh, so this song, this song is actually really for some reason I don't know yeah. why it sounds really like pretentious and bullshit of me to say, but this song is really mature. This song sounds like a really like an experienced band writing it. I'm not saying it's band inexperienced. Four yep. and, four and a half thousand ish likes on Facebook is kind of the measure, measuring stick there. But uh, this band have really great vocals. Their guitar tones are fantastic. I think the songwriting was really, really great on this song. This is a really, really solid track all around. Yeah, it really was. And as you say, not a lot of Facebook likes at the moment, but one of those up-and-coming bands on a tour at the moment with Thy Art Is Murder, I'm pretty sure you told me. Yes, Thy Art Is Murder is playing with not only Alpha Wolf and Deadlights, but... Uh, Cursed Earth, who we will be reviewing a bit later on. There you go. Yeah, well ahead of the market. <laughs> they were killing it. Well, you know what? Something actually I want to get off my chest early because I'm going to harp on about this. I would love, and I kind of listening back to our last episode, I would love to get bands to give us permission to play some of their songs. I reckon that would be really cool, especially a band like this, just because this song is so good, man. I've listened, yeah. to, this, I've listened to this about a dozen times in the last week and I'm still not bored of it. I think vocally this is incredible unbelievable and as you say they're young and they're up and coming which is the most exciting part so hopefully the future for them is going to be a big one because hopefully we we can actually go see them another we'll talk about it later but another tour they're going to be doing later in the year it'd be really good to see them live really excited to see if they can pull it off live why wait let's just announce a tour right now the thing that got announced a couple of days ago polaris coming out with bellhaven deadlights of course and daybreak this is a huge tour it is it's a massive tour australian tour so that's even better so in this the sound of music that we we love in the heavy scene it's a, it's a really good lineup and polaris after releasing the single we went into last week and Bellhaven releasing an album and now Deadlights uh, and Daybreak. Haven't heard a lot of Daybreak, but the, the top three really excite me. Well, chances are I'll probably I'll be sucking Daybreak's cock yeah. off next week because I'll give they're, that. They're oh. another one to go with. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. I, like this band, you know, 
really well done. Production's really good. Um, the fact that they also signed a Grayscale, the same mm. uh, label as Alpha Wolf that I reviewed last time. Maybe I'm just a Grayscale fan. You are. Yeah, the, uh, this song in particular, I didn't want to review the whole album because it's been out for a while, but this song I thought definitely deserves a mention. Yep. I want to get into um, the first album we're going to review because we've got a lot of music to review today. Yeah, we really do. And the, the first band and the first album we're going to review release, I think it was late last week, is Make Them Suffer. And they are one of my favourite bands, Nick. Yes, they are. You've um you've seen them live before, haven't you? I have seen them live supporting Parkway Drive at good old Chelsea Heights. She had a Chelsea Heights, a fantastic venue. Actually, one of the, the, the venues with, with the PR in Frankston going off for a few years actually supported heavy music. They've had Northland, In Arts Wake, and bands like that out there. So it's a really good venue. But Make Them Suffer... Did see them live, and you did a bit of a review on the album, Nick. I did. Um, look, this is uh, this is called Worlds Apart. Something I didn't touch on in my last uh, episode's album review was the cover art, and that was because the last last um album, Alpha Wolves, one didn't really strike me as anything. This one looks fantastic. This one looks like a video game or a movie poster. Oh, yeah. it looks really, really well. Actually, kind of sets the tone for the album itself. This is uh, ten tracks long, runs about forty-one minutes, and okay. I know what you're gonna ask, so I'm gonna answer it before. Yes, there is one bullshit interlude track in it. Oh, God, there's a filler. There is, and it's really frustrating because yeah. I remember looking at the track list. I looked, it said 10 songs, and I was like, cool, that means there's going to be 10 full songs. Yep. I'm, I'm okay with Ben saying 10 songs as long as they're full tracks. There is one song called Contact, which is kind of in the midway point, which is unfortunately a bullshit filler track, which <sighs> kind of does annoy me. But other than that, this album is really, really good. Okay. I'm, I'm going to start with the... You know, opening up with first movement which was the perfect choice of an opener there is there's one of the things about make them suffer that is really striking is they're very hard to kind of put uh, into a genre yeah kind of thing. well yep. they're yeah and they're kind of how do you you don't have anyone to kind of be like they sound like this band or they have they sound like that band which is really really good and it's funny how they um they haven't blown up massively you know they came out their last album i know blood moon is an absolute banger i wasn't really a massive fan going into this album besides that song i saw them with architects and strife in the path in toronto they were really good then um you know yeah but the female singer wasn't even there which really surprised me because I actually thought that they might have had some kind of breakup or, you know, like, you know how that mm. is. And like to see them, you know, because she is a kind of a pivotal role in she the band. Is. So that was interesting. But in turn, this album, you know, from the first track all the way through is pretty consistent. So it's, it's really surprised you. So the, what was the kind of tone? Is it like a dark tone, heavy tone or anything? Well, that's the thing. There's some kind of like... It's almost like a um a weird kind of movie soundtrack in terms. Of, it's like a re- there's a lot of atmosphere in it. The piano like actually works yeah. a lot more than I remember it working because I okay. as, it, as I said before I wasn't really too much of a fan of their older stuff. You know, especially the first probably four tracks are really really good. Uh, there is one track Vortex which, although it is a standout, it does have kind of um tendencies to lean back on um this on Blood Moon very similar in a few kind of parts. So kind of yep. vocal patterns and guitar kind of you know riffs and tones about it. Other than that, you know, I really like First Movement. Uncharted is great. Grinding Teeth is great. Not a lot to hate. I haven't listened to any singles going going into it, which was really good considering there's only fucking nine tracks to listen to. <laughs> and I could tell straight away that Fireworks is either a single now or it's going to be a single. Yep. I, haven't, I haven't even checked. I don't need to because I can tell. You know, you know how they write it. It has a real Deftones kind of feel to it. Yep. Nothing wrong with that, but... You know, if you're going to try and do a Deftones, you need to do it well, or else you, you get, do. you're also going to get criticised. And they haven't done it particularly well, okay. unfortunately. Um, 
the vocals, like the female vocals, are really, really nicely done. They're kind of one of those soaring vocalists over the yep. background of it. Yeah, they are. There's only a couple of songs that she actually, like, I would call pulled out a, le- a uh, sorry, a legitimate chorus because most of it's just kind of like extended words and kind of just kind of get that almost just as I was saying before that atmosphere in the background. Yep. But you know, like probably the first track, first movement, the last track, save yourself, and there's one in the middle there that. It's the only probably three that have like a genuine chorus. Okay. Well, when I, I saw her, I actually wasn't the biggest fan, but you, you're telling me she's done a good job on the album. But was there any really like kind of standout tracks? Like anything that you're telling me now, if I'm going to go out and buy this album that I'm going to be blown away with? If I, yeah, if I didn't like them before, this could be the album that turns you. Could be. Okay. Well, there I'm, you go. I'm not going to say it's definitely going to be. There is something different about this. Tracks run a bit longer than your standard kind of, you know, three, three and a half minute song. There's a few that run close to five minutes, which yep. if you don't like long songs, that might be a problem for you. Yep. You know, um, in terms of standouts, Vortex, as I said before, first movement in the opener. And I really, really like a Midnight Run. Really, really great song. There's some. There are a lot of other good tracks. Grinding Teeth is also a real standout for me. And a like, cracking name. Yeah, well, that's exactly like the, wow. The first four tracks are real, really stellar. Fireworks being kind of a bit of a downfall, and then they had the interlude. It's kind of like you know those two were like the interlude tracks, and then we came to the second half. Yep. Uh, I'm still kind of reserved about the last track, Save Yourself, because it does. While it does have good moments about it, towards the end he does the uh, the token, and I thought we'll pass this kind of trend of bands like speaking during the songs to kind of like put across some kind of message about, you know, not wanting, you know, uh, all the depressing bullshit that they do. Saving the world? Yeah, saving the world, saving Mm. saving themselves, like (laughs) all that crap, like, you know. And so I'm I'm a bit reserved on like, you know, I can't really say too much about that at the moment. But um, (laughs) look, you you haven't heard anything of it, have you? No, well, going, uh, coming into this, I have not heard the new album, but uh, I'm like you before hearing your review then, I'd listen to them. And seen them live, and they're really—they are, like you say, different. They're—they're they're, not—you can't really put them into one genre. With the piano, it's such a different dynamic in a, in a heavy band like that. And yeah, having the chick singer, like women, women singing in, in music, I—I I really actually enjoy. It's a really different kind of sound. So I'm excited to listen yeah, to it now. This is a um, the way they use her voice is really like intriguing because unique yeah it is because they they kind of as i said they put it kind of in the background they put a, like, a few effects on it but not like no auditory effects but like kind of put some reverb on it put some echo on it just yep. to kind of you know set the tone of what it is to come this um guitar work is really strong drum yep. like i really like the drums for some reason good drummer uh, yeah, good drum, really good drummer. Yep. Um, something I will say, unfortunately, the bass kind of does get drowned out by all the noise, ah. which these kind of bands tend to do. Yep. Um, there is, and there are a couple of songs where probably the drum overdoes the double kick, and my, I think my dad's kind of drilled that into me. The bands, <laughs> the bands that do, uh, uh, sorry, overdo the double kick, yep. and they drown out the actual bass guitar, kind of do my head in a bit. It just, yep. yeah, it's, I think that's just the way I am at the moment. But, um, like, what else do you have for me? What other questions would you want to know? Is it over the top core? Is there any like real chug chug moments? No, or? not okay, really. So this isn't okay. This isn't like your. I wouldn't call this a mosh album at all. Really, like okay. there there are moments that you'll see people go spastic Nuts. live. Yep, yep and. There are a lot of cool moments in the song, in the album song, sorry. And but overall, it's not something that you know. I'm not nowhere near as heavy as say Mono from Alpha Wolf last week. It's not on that yep. level. Okay, it's not this kind of chug core, and there's no like, it's not even like death core, which I think they used to be like kind of called like melodic death core. Or yeah, something like yeah, that. yep, yep. And um, yeah, I don't know what I'd call this. It's like kind of like um, I don't know, piano metal female core <laughs> or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> different core. Yeah, it's there's something about them. Like in terms of influences, it's really hard to tell. Like this. This is a band who's been going at it for a while. It's kind of hard to um, understand why they haven't had a bit more success. But 
yeah, this is the album that might be able to do it for them. It's kind of like it's cool to see how they've progressed and how to see how they've actually evolved. You yep. know, production's really, really good on this album as well. Um, there's not really too much bad to say. I wish there was an extra track or two, just because yep. when you like, it would push me probably to say you should go out and buy this album. Okay, so like, would you have a rating like out of five? Like, if you uh, if, if you're if, selling it, if I had a star, oh, I wouldn't go star rating. If I had yep. like, if I had like a um, what I what I will do with the album, I'd yep. say definitely download the whole thing. Okay, yep. It's so worth, Spotify. It's worth Apple, downloading. Apple Music. Yeah, it's probably a song or two off in terms of like great songs. Yeah. Off being like, a, let's buy this album. It's, okay. wor- it's worth a buy. Because we yeah. are pretentious bastards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to fork out money if I don't need to. I'm a student now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true. Um, and our album collections are massive as they are. Yeah, exactly. You need, you need, to, be, um, you need to be pretty good to uh, fit into our collection. You do I, now. I remember nowadays. I, well, I bought a Storm in the Sky album once. So I, can't, oh, I can't really say kill that. Kill yourself. <laughs> kill yourself. Yeah. So um, other than that, like any other things you got for me before? Anything you want to know? Another exciting thing that as you, you mentioned earlier in the, the podcast, but they're actually got a tour off this album, which is going to be really exciting to see if they can pull it off live, like you say. I'm actually really interested to see. I might I might check this out. That's, yeah, this well, album's made me kind of be a bit interested. We'll get into like the other bands that yep. through that a bit later on. Something I wanted to come up with um, with you was because you were saying before you weren't really a massive fan of them when you saw them live. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't that. So really I, big it fan. kind of made me like raise a question of like if you had the cho- if you had the choice because you can argue this both ways. Would you rather be good in the studio or would you rather be good live as a local band coming up? As a local band coming up, you'd probably be better off being good in the studio because more people are going to download and listen to your music. I think online, if you all, all you got to do, if you record well, get a, a like a, a half decent film like photographer to come and film you for a video, you're away. Like seriously, you, you get a song on Triple J and it blows you up on Unearthed and people start listening to you. Like they're going to be like, okay, this is cool. But do you think like, especially when you're starting out and you're like, you know, you're, tr- you're playing your first few shows, you're playing with bands or whatever, you probably don't have the budget at that stage to have uh, at least a music video, we'll say. Yeah, okay. And yeah. Um, bands, are, people are seeing you good for the first time live. Yep. You know, if you don't sound good live, they're not going to bother with you on recording. So uh, that's, it, that's very true. You it, can argue both ways. Yeah, it's like yep. it's so like what do you like what would you go for? Well, if you're up and coming, uh, I'd probably still stick with recording because I think yep. if you I still think you're one recording away from like you, you blow up a little bit, but you've got to be able to back it up live as well. That's the other thing. So Yeah. Uh, uh, if you can actually pull off your your songs just like <laughs> without being spectacular live, like you're going to get away with it, but uh, if you struggle to we have <laughs> reviewed like live gigs ourselves and we have been pretty harsh on the the old band but yeah of course coming up like, I think if you're established you obviously be better to be a better live than um than recorded but up and coming I'd say recorded yeah, that's fair. I, like it's it's a real kind of like you know you could win you can win both ways because yeah. I feel like you know, a good live reputation is something you could really go off and yep. like, you know, band people want to see good bands live, and at the same time if you're good at marketing yourself online, which yep. is something that we were never good at when we were in a band, yep. uh, then I feel like if you had a really good recording and you just had one song and it doesn't even need to be a single, you just put a song out. Yep. Uh, don't put a lyric video out because only retards do that now Um, but like you know what i mean that it's just uh like i think that's a really decent argument to make because there is there is so many things that go into it and there are a lot of bands that can pull it off live and can't do it in the studio or the the reverse reverse because we were we were a band that was about to say that yeah we were a band who did really well live but recording wise we We never couldn't do it we never got our sound and that might have been because we're young didn't know what we're doing kind of thing probably a factor of a lot of things but like you know looking back on that do you think if we could swap it around would you have done it 100% because another another thing with recording like live 
if you get your like your utmost best onto a track, onto a computer, people have that access at any time, twenty four seven. You could be at work, you could be listening to it at the gym, you could be in the car, and I think you're going to be listening a lot more that way as in being recorded rather than yeah. live. You might see a band once or twice, possibly a year, yeah, if of course. you're lucky. So I think if you're recorded well and you've got a really catchy single, people are going to listen to that sometimes up to three to four times a day. Well, yeah, it all depends, I guess, on the marketing of them. And that's if, the thing, if, yeah. Because if, if, if you can't market yourself and you're only kind of, you put out like just some tracks, but you're not really promoting it too well, and then you have to... You know, for, people the, aren't going to know, you know, are they? 90% yeah. of the people watching, or probably, let's be honest, more, 95, 99% of people who watch you at shows won't know who you are. If, yeah. you, if you don't back it up live, you can't, they won't yeah. bother. It's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like, it's that catch weight too. It's, you know, there are like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of variables, but it's just an interesting question, I think, that, you know, it's... um. It just makes you wonder because there are so many bands that do it. There are a lot of bands who can do it both ways. And that's yep. that's a good thing with like the way we are now and like kind of this whole age of technology bullshit. Yeah. Bands are starting to realize like work out how to record a lot better. You yeah. know, the internet's a beautiful thing. You can YouTube everything. You don't have to be a talented musician nowadays to actually sound good. Well, that's it. Yeah. It's um it's all about like, you know, a lot of it's to do, not all of it, but like a lot of it's to do with Production. equipment, who you do yep. it with. Um, 100%. Uh, you know, pre-production's a huge thing. We yep. never did that. That was yeah. something that really hurt us in the long run yep um yeah that was yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go in a lot of vocalists sound shithouse live especially yep. vocalists because they you know you can really oh. you can really tell off the cuff without knowing without even seeing the band ever that they're shit <laughs> particularly <laughs> in a heavy band if you've got a screamer then you got to say your bassist or guitarist that does the cleans and the cleans don't come off live we are gonna roast you yeah like, we it, are gonna roast you it's true like, i'm not gonna and i, I love because people people would always go like oh they're just an opening band they're starting out it's like and i always go and it's very uh very cynical of me but i go if i'm paying for a show and i don't care what kind of show it is it could be a local show it could be me at bang yep or it could be like it could be polaris bellhaven and i haven't yep. heard, i haven't heard anything at daybreak which i need to get onto them mm. but if daybreak came out and they were horrible and they were crap and I and that someone came up to me and went like, oh, you know, they're just they're just like you know up and coming local bands. Like, no, well, I paid money and I want I pay money for all the bands. So like, I'm not. It's not just because they're up and coming and they're local and that. If they're on a show with Polaris, yep. it, that means they must be half decent. Hundred percent. That's that's what I think. And if they come out and they put on a shit live show, it's not. I'm not just gonna be like, oh, well, they've only you know they've only been going at it for three or four years. It's like that's three or four years. That's shit loads, man. Yeah, it like, is. That know, is in this scene. You should yeah. be. You should be able. Yeah, a lot of bands don't make it to three or four years. Yep. Hundred percent. And getting onto a band that actually does sound good in their recording, Justice for the Dan, another Australian band. And I'm pretty sure you checked out their single. Oh. Was it released during the week? Yeah, it was. Uh, yep. This is uh, like Justice for the Dan. We played a show with them, funnily we enough. We did. Uh, did you like, you weren't really a massive fan of them, were you? Wasn't the biggest fan live, but they are doing really well for themselves now. And yet, if they, so they've clearly pulled it off in the, the recording studio with this this single because you, you told me it's pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, just called Drag Through the Dirt. Song clocks in in about two and a bit minutes. It's not, it's, I actually, Tasty. I actually think it's the, unfortunately, I'm going to say this regretfully, but this is the, I think it's the opener for their new album that's coming out, which pisses me off because it's the release. <laughs> yeah, we they're, hate it. They're releasing. We hate a single. Releasing the single. I just, I, it's not just, first. It's just a pet, it's just a pet hate of mine. Yeah. Uh, song is really, really good, really fast, some really nice riffs in there. Um, something that is really good about them, it's unpredictable. You don't really know what's coming up next and that's the best part of it, especially when you got to, they cram in a lot to two and a bit minutes. Okay. Vocally, I think it's really good. You know, vocals can get it like, you know, that kind of style isn't my cup of tea, my yep. absolute cup of tea, but yep. it is really, really good. Uh, this is a band who's really gaining some steam. I'm really seeing, a lot, I'm seeing a lot of on, people online really getting Talking behind about this band. Yep. Um, 
I've got nothing really bad to say about him because I want to. I really want to see the album. I really want to see what they can produce, and I think that's going to be a really one, good one to um, review. Yeah, we will we'll get onto that. On top of that, then I'm going to have to review the opening track that I've already fucking listened to. So <laughs> oh, that's going to be my first pet peeve. So they've already started <laughs> on the wrong track. But we'll like. So we'll talk about make them suffer. A band that make them suffer. Uh, a touring with coming up on their upcoming tour is Wage War. Nate, you checked out their album. I did check out their album, and um, going in, I did not know who they all. I'd actually previously Googled Jeremy McKinnon because I think as a producer, he's actually very underrated. So okay. he, he's um, done a few pretty good albums. And in the past, in 2015, he actually did their first album, Wage War, and I didn't check it out, and probably mistakenly now because I've checked out their new one, and I'm actually. Uh, a fan, Nick. I'm a fan of this this band so yeah, far. This is a funny one because I remember just seeing these guys on my Facebook and I was just kind of like, I was wondering what the hell's going on with them. Mm. They kept on saying, new album now, new album now. Yep. And usually I'd kind of like just wave that off. But I kind of like, I'll just check them out. I, I saw 10 seconds. It didn't sound too bad. I was like, yep. worked out they'll touring would make them suffer. Yep. Makes sense. And I was just like, you should check them out. Like we've got to, you know, if you want to review an album, jump yeah. on this one. And seems like you're doing all right. What, what, uh, how many tracks we run in time? What's, what's the, uh, what's the basics of this one? Album called Deadweight. So Deadweight's the the actual the album, and it's they got a song called Deadweight on there. It's pretty damn good, and it starts out there with a pet hate of yours as well. It's a filler to start, uh, uh, intro filler, but it does lead into the the first song. But yeah, it actually leads into a song called Southbound, which is pretty damn heavy. These blokes, they 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 remind me of a few bands actually. They're a bit of a combination of a day to remember, Ghost Inside, and Northland, according to me. And I, I'm a fan of all three of those bands and. These guys, uh, from a first listening, you'll probably listen to the the clean vocalist, and you can take it or leave it. But as the um the album went on, I actually became a fan of his, and he's got a couple of really really cool moments. And in their single, he actually doesn't sing in their single Stitch, which has got two and a two and a half million downloads already on Spotify. So that's done really really well. It's really really heavy. I think you'd actually really enjoy that, Nick. Um, that I I actually really really enjoy their their song called Witness, which was their second single that they released. Okay. It's, yeah, um, the, the, the clean singer really, really pulls that off and they've got a really good drummer, really good bassist and it all actually, it's been recorded really, really well as Jeremy McKinnon does. So he's done this album. Okay. Um, so I've, you know, I've skimmed through the album very quickly because I had to you know, focus a bit more and make them suffer. Yep. I've more, more inclined to kind of read the online reviews on them. Yep. So I'll, if you heard good things, I've it's ranged from like, there's been a couple of people giving them two out of five, which is okay. pr- pretty negative, And it goes up to about four out of five. So it's always in that bracket. I'm on the higher end. You're on the higher end. Yeah, of that? I, I'm, I'm a fan already. I, I actually, <laughs> I was a bit skeptical after the first time I heard them, but the further I listened to the album, it actually grew on me. They got really, really good, like really good grooves. So yep. if you're a man that likes to headbang or a woman that likes to headbang when you're in the car or, when you're at the gym or just getting into a, a an album, oh, this is a really, really good one. They're, they're different. They're, they're coining you. It's their okay. second album. That was what I was going to ask. Are they bringing anything new to the table? Because that's that was my main, that's the main thing I've got out of these reviews I've been reading, <laughs> that they are, it's kind of one of those stock metalcore it's albums. It's another metalcore. It's, it's exactly right. I actually wrote that when I was doing the review the, the other night. The, the first thing I wrote was, it's not going to change anything. It's not groundbreaking. It's not going to change our lives today, tomorrow, any day in the future. But... If you if you're wage warring, you put this out, you'd I, I'd be happy. Like if you're in that band, I, I think it's a pretty damn good release, and um, it's pretty consistent. They they got a song called Johnny Cash, so that won me mm, over straight away. Yep, yep. Last song on the album. I know, <laughs> I know you're thinking, what an idiot I am, but yeah, I always do. Yeah, but um, no, nah, I, I, 
I wouldn't recommend buying it. I'd say download it first. And I, I think, like you say, like people have either loved it or they've kind of hated it. There hasn't really been in between. There's no three three star kind of things. It's like you either really like them or you don't. And I'm on the end where I, I think they've got a big future. I really, really like them. Okay, so simple ones. Um, best track, worst track, you know... If yeah, if somebody was you know, most people probably listening would probably never heard of them. Yep. So if you're gonna give one track to listen to, what are you going for? I'll I'd, I'd probably go Witness, which is fifth on the album. But um, yep. if you're you're into fast kind of stuff, Southbound kicks in after the little intro track, and it's really really punchy. They're they're, they're probably the two along with Deadweight, the title track of the album. Okay, so it, do you think that yeah, it's something that I um. I always need to ask myself when I review something is, am I going to listen to this in the future after I'm done kind of having, being obliged, obligated to um, listen, listen, listen to, to albums? It, yeah. Are you going to listen to this in two weeks time or is this? Well, it's, it's a tough one. Like you say, like at the moment I'm in the, the phase where I, I want to listen to it again. Okay. But, yep. Whereas in two weeks time, like you say, I could probably be like, okay. Yeah. Do you think it might just turn into a throwaway album? Yeah. I think it's one of those. Yeah. Okay. okay. But, it's done enough to consider me actually going to see them along with Make Them Suffer and Alpha Wolf after your review last week. So Yeah, well, that's funny enough. We've covered every band on that bill. <laughs> yeah, don't, we're doing really well. But yeah, Deadweight, they're, they're an American band. And if they were Australian, I'd be all over them. Uh, I'm telling you that right now. But yeah, yeah it's definitely one I think you should check out. Download? Is it yeah, download? 100% download. Spotify, Apple Music, check it out. If you like it, go and buy it. By all means, we, we, we're all about supporting bands. But then again, like... These guys are yanks, so we don't really care. Yeah, it's true, actually. <laughs> we won't go there. But um, yeah, definitely check it out. It's one to check out. All right, cool. The other one you um, got onto big time. And mm. I don't know, we are talking about these guys in the first episode, so we won't. We can't take up too much time on them because we don't want to turn this into a... Um, we'll touch on them. Yeah, we'll touch on them. Uh, Crossfaith released an EP on a few days ago. Crossfaith, our favourite Japanese band, and <laughs> they've gone whack. They've done a, a, a release earlier this year. It was a, pretty much a DJ kind of... It was uh, a remix album. Yeah, remix like, album. Yeah, yeah. so that, that, that was kind of different. We don't know where they're actually kind of at, but they've come out with three absolute bangers on this EP. It's called Freedom, and the... Um, uh, <laughs> It's got everything you want from a Crossfaith like release. It's it's got synth, it's got big guitar, it's got big vocals, and um. Uh, so if you were like, so for people who don't know Crossfaith yep. at all, it would you like my kind of explanation would be like, it's like Lamb of God, Slipknot, Slipknot Limp Biscuit kind of mixed up with with the Prodigy, prod- yeah, Prodigy, yep. and yeah, that's probably my 100%. best my best way of describing that. Yeah, kind of all the similar stuff in these songs. Yeah, big time, and um, so the the three tracks you got Rockstar Steady, which is um, it's a <laughs> really slipknotty with it's got a really really big big guitar intro and really really good headbanger dia volos is the the third track on the album it's just a stock standard cross faith release it's going to get you going live you're going to be jumping around you're going to be running around you're going to be having a good time and the title track freedom so rage against the machine ripoff i'm sure you're going to hate that yeah always do yep. yeah and it's actually featuring one of your favorite vocalists in the um the heavy genre rue reynolds from ah, shikari How's he, how's he doing on this one? Yeah, he's really, really good. It's it's actually one of those um, features that, that fits with the, the song. Like a lot of times it feels like bands reach to just get a feature. Cross-promote. Cross Cross-promote. That's yeah. exactly right. But this is actually spot on. So Freedom's that song, and that's probably the highlight of the, the EP. I will say Diavolos is probably the most catchy and the, the most um, – well, definitely the most catchy that, that I've heard. But Freedom as an actual song – you're going to be a fan if you're going to okay. go out and check it so out. So yeah. this is this is an EP, but it's, it's only EP. got three tracks. It's funny because on Apple Music, yep. it comes up as a single. It literally <laughs> says Freedom go. Single, and then it just has two other things. And, but Crossfaith themselves have released it as an EP. Yep. 
Is, you, is this warranted of an EP? Do you think it should just be kind of one of those extended singles? Hundred percent extended single. But like you say, they're the they're the third band in the last twelve months to actually release an EP, which is an interesting trend in heavy music. Are you a fan? I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And leading in from Rue Reynolds featuring into this, they actually released a, a single as well, Enter Shikari. Yeah, Enter Shikari released a song. I think it's Live Outside, it's called. Um, yep. This is a... Look, mm. I'm a massive Enter Shikari fan you too. Are? And I just... It's very tough for me to get behind this song. Oh, no. I'm really... Um, I'm on, like, you know, you know the band's like... and. You, I, the problem is, and I look at it and I go, if this was a band I didn't know, yep. I would say this is fucking terrible. But because, <laughs> and you know how it is, like yeah, because, because you know, because you like you know the band and you really yeah. like the band, you want to like the song. Yeah, and it's kind yeah. of you understand that, like you know, when you like a band, the more you like the band, the more times you're willing to listen to it to try and enjoy it. And that's probably not the best way of doing it. I did that on the black market with Rise Against Nick. Yeah, exactly. Hasn't it worked? worked. Yeah, it hasn't worked exactly. And like. But this song, I'm just not, I'm not really on it. I'm not really on this one. What do you reckon? Well, if you're an Enter Shikari fan, you know what to expect from Enter Shikari. The big moments, just absolute chaos. But this song is really kind of just mellow and kind of meh. It is. Like we we drove to the, the footy on the weekend and... You put it on for me, and I just uh, literally said, "Meh." It's just it one of those. Meh. It's just there. That's the thing. Yeah, it's it's just it's just there, and that's the problem to me. At They're least, not trying to piss on each other's toes. They just eh, yes, yeah, like it's like I'm sure like it's it sounds good. It looks like a lot of a lot of work's gone into the song. Of course, it's not like they're yeah, just putting not... out bullshit things. Exactly. Although I'll get onto a song that I think like, feel like they just kind of rushed and sounds bullshit a bit later. Oh, no. But like they just seem like it just seems like the um. It just doesn't, you know, not rocky enough for me. It just, vocals sound good. The chorus just isn't like, it's just there. Like it's trying to be, it's trying to be, um, you know, a big moment kind of thing. But yep. like the vocals don't get high enough for me. Yep. They, so they're know, not challenging themselves on this song at all. Look, it's just like they, like you could argue they're challenging themselves by doing something different. Okay. Like, you know, okay. so like, yep. uh, like I don't, I don't rate bands on like once, especially one off songs. I don't even know if this is going to come off an album. I have no yeah. idea. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah they had the they had Redshift come out and that was kind of a bit of a different track, which I really enjoyed, mm. but that was a bit of a softer one. I enjoyed that a lot more than I enjoy Live Outside. Okay. But yeah, what are you, overall? Not really? Yeah, uh, yeah it was just meh. I'm still meh. Like it's catchy in, it, in its own right, but it didn't do a lot for me. Oh, uh, well, what do you reckon? What do you got for me? For Enter Shikari? No, the yep, next one. Oh, okay. And we're moving to actually a very a sad thing, a sad time in music. So Dillinger Escape Plan actually announced they're splitting up as a band and they're doing a final tour around the world and Australia hits Australia's waters pretty soon. Yeah, it does. Um, Yeah, they've announced, they announced a few months ago and that it's... uh. It is one of those things like um, Dillinger, uh, sorry, uh, like one of those bands who I always, in the kind of this heavier genres of music, yep. I always put probably two bands off to the side and as in like, you know, they, I never put them in because I always thought they were their own separate thing. It was always Dillinger yep. and Every Time I Die. They were the two bands that I always thought just never conformed to anything. They never gave a shit about trends yep. and they were always that really popular band, they were really popular band, sorry. They were just cool. That, yeah, they yeah. just managed to put out banger after banger. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it sucks to see them go. Like, it sucks to see them retire. Like, it's a, um, they've had a lot of albums, but like, they've had a really great career. Um, oh, they have. Yeah, Australia has a huge support for them. I think they've played two shows in Melbourne. They've sold them both out. It shows, it shows that, you know, bands are, bands are willing to come to Australia if there's support there. And, you know, Melbourne, especially we, we come out in droves. We do. <laughs> we, we have a, a massive support base in music and, Melbourne really just gets music. It doesn't really matter what you are. Like you, you can be a, a folk 
country musician and people will turn up and they will listen to you like you can be and, you can yeah. you, you can be hands like houses and people might oh, show up to oh you too jesus don't go there but dillinger <laughs> dillinger escape planets so the yeah okay so they started 90 so 20 years 20 year career that's a that's a big 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 effort from them and it's sad to see him go but i'd actually i'm excited like it the ending of that actually brings a beginning so i think from here i'm really hoping the singer greg actually does his own thing what a good name for a singer of, like, of a math corp <laughs> gregory like it just it, gregory. it sums it up doesn't it and like this isn't the only band that's broken up like recently as well that's the horrible thing yeah that's that's another thing you're one of your all-time favorite bands i'd say let live with Jason Butler, you're probably... Where would he be in your top vocalist, would you say, Nick? Oh, it's hard. Um, I don't know. I think Chino Marino is probably my number one. Yep. If anyone disagrees, they probably don't know anything about music. Go fuck themselves. Um, no, Jason would be up there. He'd probably be top five. He was just someone that always... He always impressed me. And uh, there are he very... it live, especially. Yeah, there were very few vocalists who you know, gave you something and every song you could kind of be like, wow, he's really, really going for this. And especially yep. live. And I feel like live shows and where Dillinger and Let Live always fell in. It's like yep. every show was different. We went to both Soundwave. Uh, I went to both Soundwave's um, Sydney and Melbourne yep. in 2014. Let, saw Let Live both times. And the stage show itself was completely different both times. Like mm. the, the, in terms of what like Jason, the stunts he was doing, you know, in terms of what kind of chaos he was trying to create. There was no like, okay, this song happened. So we're, I'm going to jump in the crowd here. It was just yeah. like, he just did whatever he yeah, wanted, whatever he felt like it. And that's, that was the best thing about them. Yeah. And both bands, like you say, no band really has emulated like their energy live. Dillinger and Let Live are two of those bands that just... Probably, like you say, every time I die in that category, but you can see why they toured so much together because they're just nutcases live and we love it. Yeah, I, I never, I don't think we actually ever got a Dillinger Let Live tour. Okay, and so it was that Let was, Live and Every that Time was I something, Die. Yeah, it, well, yeah, Let Live Every Time I Die did, but I remember because after um, Black is Beautiful came out, yep. there was a lot of talks, like a lot of interviews with Jason. I was kind of like, when are you guys going to tour with Dillinger? That was kind of like almost okay. like one of those dream tours that people yep. were really going for. And there's just never, I'd, from, from what I remember, it never happened. It definitely never came to Australia. Like, no, we didn't see it. Yes. Yeah, so it's just, you know, Let Live by Jason coming off of his new project. I don't really know if it's got a name yet. I can't, in all honesty, they released a new song at the back of a donut store. Yeah. Which was, um, yeah, which was interesting to watch. It sounded, it sounded really good from what I heard. Yeah. Um, you know, Look, Jason's pretty great. So whatever he's, he's going to be, artist. Like, he's yeah. one of those few artists, and I think Greg's one of them too. That could really go into a lot of um different your know, areas and genres in terms of what he he could do things solo. Yeah, well, yeah I think yeah. I'd love to hear a Jason, and I know this is me coming from a definitely a biased vocalist standard yeah. uh, standpoint, but I love to see Jason do a, an acoustic album. I think he would oh, really yeah. bring it. Up. I've heard him do Pheromone live from the Black is Beautiful at down. I think it's Download, and it starts as like an acoustic song, and it's just unbelievable. It sounds mm. so good, and it's you know it's upsetting to see. Like unfortunately, let live like they didn't go out in the best terms in terms of their last album that they released wasn't that. Yeah best at all. I, yeah. and you know who knows and i know you were saying something about like kind of the toll it takes on people oh well both like both bands dillinger and let live like every night they come out it's high energy it's chaos it's gonna take a toll they've had 20 year career dillinger every night they come out and just destroy themselves so like they're probably at the age around now in their 40s where they're thinking okay what's the next phase now like i'm going out there absolutely killing myself there's got to be something else to do and i'm actually hoping like, we, we've talked about Jason doing his own solo thing. I actually, I'm hoping that Greg, the singer from Dillinger, goes off and does his own thing as well because we, we were lucky enough to see him at a Soundwave in a supergroup called Killer Be Killed and he actually played guitar and did clean singing on, on occasion and I was a big fan of his clean voice. Yeah, one of the big things with the Dillinger and Let Live, like, 
them kind of giving it all every night is yep. that, and especially like Dillinger were always known for that. No, they've, they've got yeah. shows on things on YouTube of them playing in like shopping malls <laughs> and it's just chaos and you go, and there's people coming up the escalator and the, the stage diving off that. It's just may, it's mayhem. <laughs> and then, and then, then the, the biggest kind of like, plug and also probably thing that really hurt Jason Butler was he's got all these compilation videos put got put out yeah. and all these like all these like you know Jason uh, Butler live things came out it was like 10 minute videos of him just going spastic and it kind of got to a point where every time you saw that live everyone you expected something expected, just ridiculous yes. and you yeah. expected like almost like a compilation every show yep. and i remember seeing people coming out of um one show, it must have been Sandway 14, uh, the Melbourne show. And I remember saying, like, one person said, oh, it's really disappointing. You know, Jason did some cool things, but didn't do it. And it, like, he put on a huge show, yeah, um, a yeah. huge show that night. And But it was like, it obviously came down to like, I don't think that he thought that he was just going to get everything. Like he thought yeah. he was going to basically kill himself on stage. Every and night. it's just impossible to do. You need yep. to, like, you can only imagine the toll, as you were saying, it takes like, you know, these guys aren't, these guys probably are hurting right now because they like, yeah, I can imagine the injuries. You know, there's a lot of musicians who are guitarists and singers and drummers and that who can't like headbang anymore. Like yep. Corey Taylor can't do that anymore. Exactly. Like, yeah, they can't head. Like, it's crazy. Like, a metal, someone in a metal band can't headbang, but like, yeah, yo, it does actually take its toll after a while. Well, that's that's the thing that probably no one actually thinks about. Like, you go see a band live, they're they're getting into it, they're jumping around on the stage, they're they're headbanging, they're they're going nuts like Jason would do from Let Live and. You wouldn't think that that takes its toll on the body. It's just like an athlete. An athlete goes out and plays their sport, but none of them are at 100%. Singers and stuff are probably the same and guitarists, but people don't recognize that and actually give them credit yeah, for that. It is um, it is a very hard thing. And this is coming from someone who's hurt himself on stage a couple of times myself. So. Yeah, popped your shoulder out. <laughs> that was good fun. Yeah, Sir Pop-A-Lot. Yeah, Sir Pop-A-Lot. A couple of times with the old sling in the... Um, yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, that was tough. Was uh, but yeah, that's just all. It was part of the part act. Of the fun. That was. It's kind of one of those things. Like, yeah, you got injured, and it was kind of it almost made it a fun little game. How you gonna? How you gonna kind of do what are you the do next? How you how you gonna do the next twenty five minutes with a, with a shoulder out of its Popped fucking up. socket? Yeah. That, <laughs> now I look back at that and go, fuck me, I was an idiot. Why yeah. don't I, Why don't I keep going? I should just got to pop back in. Good shit. <laughs> well, okay. Well, we'll move on. Any last things on Let Live? Nah, uh, nah. Just thanks to both of them because you actually you touched on before about Let Live not going out on a high but I thought Dillinger's last album was fantastic it is yeah Dillinger I've they're very <laughs> they're just so had, good and they put a foot wrong they're kind of like <laughs> yeah. this is why I put Every Time I Die and Dillinger in their own category because they never not only they never they, failed to deliver yeah they, every album is so good especially yeah. like Every Time I Die is just like the band for me like, yeah they are I, th- I really think that you know, as I said like I it's almost like I have a um I rate people's musical taste by certain bands. Like I have yep. like benchmarked. If you don't like every time I die and you don't like Deftones, I probably my two main ones. If you don't like them, I probably don't value your opinion of music. <laughs> and it's just, I'm sorry to say, but if you don't like them, you probably don't have a good opinion on music. Well, our probably our greatest credit when we actually recorded our EP back in the day, we uh, the the guy producing it and recording it actually compared us to every time I die, which, which I, at the time we we both weren't the biggest of fans. But I remember going out and checking them. Checking on them afterwards and thinking, these guys are absolutely mental. Yeah, and then how we can compare because we what, were shit. That's what I mean. What the hell? But that's probably a greatest compliment that we got. Uh, that was a very good compliment. That, and we, we got compared to Deftones a couple of times in the SB as well. Yeah. That was cool. But um, okay, moving on. Um, we're going off a high. We're going to come to a low, unfortunately, because I've got to talk about a single that 
It's pretty shit. Let's be honest. Oh no. I, I, okay, we've both listened to this, so I don't okay, know. What, yeah. I don't know what your opinion is, but uh, no, go. You, you, you just fire away. Give, no, give me your all. Okay. Uh, look, it's by the Brave. Um, it's called. I can't even remember what is it's it called. A, now. It's called Ethereal. Uh, yeah, Ethereal. That's yep. the one. Uh, look, now I'll, I'll let you have the new ball. Give it to me. Well, the Brave. So that they've really they, they came out with an album last year. They played. Actually, they, they did a recent show. One of our friends is actually really, really into them, The Brave. they got a couple of good songs. They're just one of those bands that are hanging around the scene now. They're up and coming, but I was a fan. They've released Ethereal, and they're actually going on a... They've got a tour coming out afterwards off the back of this single, and I actually think it was pretty good, Nick. I, I don't know where you're coming from, but you, what's wrong with it? Give it to me. What, what, okay. what first, have they done? First of all, you're wrong. Okay. It's not a good song. <laughs> no, this is... um. This is just grade A mediocrity. This okay. Absolutely. Okay. I'm sorry, but like this is a song that all. Not only does it just sound just the same as any other kind of song in the field, but it's just it doesn't sound complete. The thing okay. is, it gets to a and I I remember hearing this for the first time, and I was just kind of like, it was doing the, you know the token kind of formula of how bands write songs now. The, you know the way they kind of get the cleans in first, and they like yep. to get the big chorus, and they like to get the screams in just to kind of get that you know the edge lords into the into the song. Yep, they get they hit the second chorus, and it's running at about. It's around around two minutes thirty. I'm like, okay, yep. yeah, they'll probably come out of the chorus, or they could either go to the chorus and then go, you know, do the rest of their song, big moment, usual shit, or they can, you know, just go straight into a big moment kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and instead, they just run the chorus and they double it up and finish the song. And yeah, it was just like it okay. just kind of ended in like a, a really odd, weird way. Fashion. It's yep. almost like it sounds like to me that they had some kind of due date. And they got they to, to it, it and okay. they were just like, you know what? We, I, I can't be fucked. Like, okay. <laughs> and that's that's my bit. It just sounds rushed. It yep. doesn't sound like a fully done song. And okay. nothing about this. Like, the chorus is decent. That's yep. the only thing, even though that's a little bit messy as well. But there's nothing, like, musically that impresses me here. Oh, well, I'm going to ask you, have you listened to their first album? I got their first EP before they got back together. Okay. <laughs> that's all I've, that's well, all their, I've listened to. I really enjoyed that. album before. No, this. don't Okay, well... I actually think it's a step up from that because I thought the album was reasonably good, but I think the production on this is actually better. So okay, so you think this song's better than their I previous think, album? I actually think Oh, so song. I'm going to love their album. So if you <laughs> ever go back and listen to their album, you're probably going to punch yourself in the head, yep. but I'm not going to be against that. Yeah, well, like, so what, what's about, what, what about this do you like? Because I'm definitely on the opposite side here. I just think the production on it's actually really good. The actual vocals, I think, are a step in the right direction from where they were with the album. Cause I thought the album, the actual vocals on that weren't crash hot. And okay. I actually think they've actually found a bit more of a sound on this song. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I like, a, I'd say softer music than you. Maybe. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, maybe, well, it depends. Yeah. I don't like also those clean vocals didn't impress me in the, okay. in the verse. It really was just kind of okay. dragging. Um, chorus and vocals sound pretty good. That's, yeah. that's the best part of the song. The, the actual vocals in the chorus. Yeah. The chorus. But good. nothing around it just doesn't do it for just me. Doesn't it. Do it. It's it's just, the it doesn't. Yeah. There's just something about it. it just sounds lazy. It just sounds like a, it reminds, it's just kind of like the Shikari song, but in like an even more boring fashion, like Shikari yep. at least musically and that everything around it is quite interesting. It just didn't, it wasn't my cup of tea, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just but this different. one is just, I don't know. It just doesn't, there's nothing about this band. I don't know. I understand why they're not a big band. Yeah, I understand okay. why. They're, <laughs> and they're not, and unfortunately for them, they're not going to crack it. I yeah. can tell you right now, they're just, they're not going to be that band. So they're going to hang around the scene. Oh, they're going to be, they're going to be like a couple of bands we're going to talk about a bit later. Okay. I, I really do. Think oh, I look forward a, to that. In a few years time, they're going to be kind of one of those bands. Um, I'm going to move, we're going to move on, but uh, any final thoughts on that one? No, that's fair. Yeah. 
we're both entitled to our opinions. No, no, you're wrong. I'm right. Um, so we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the uh, the weirdest signing like Unify's ever done. Uh, it's Cursed Earth. They've I've uh, released... never heard of them. Okay, so this is this is odd. Who are these guys? This is. Like, it Who kinda, are they? It kind of came out of nowhere. These boys. They, like they've they've come out with this new EP. It's called Cycles of Grief Volume One. Gross. Cursed. Uh, they're they're known for being pretty like pretty good live, pretty crazy live. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really like you know, really heavy, really fast. It's kind of like I know you're kind of calling you know, some kind of like punk metal before. It's almost yeah, like well, is that a, is that a genre? No, I feel like Listeners? it could be. It could be, but we we'll, don't invent it. It's just something like you know, it's just they're heavy, they're good. Their production's kind of like you know, tuning's very low, so okay. it's you know, very Johnny. yeah. Like there are moments like this is one of those EPs that. I actually quite enjoyed, and for a lot of reasons. One of the main reasons being is that it's five songs long. The, f- the whole thing goes for ten minutes. Oh god! So it's like it's almost like even if you don't like it, it's not hard. It was kind of like I, when I said I was going to review it, yep. and I was like, "Oh, cool, this would be good." And I kind of got up ten minutes. I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah! I'll get I'll get five listens out of this on the way to work." And it's just <laughs> like it was just like okay, that's really easy. And it's yeah, if you don't like it, it's just like oh well, it's done. Like yeah, yeah. Um, it's just they don't sound anything like anything else on that like. Unified label, okay. UNFD label, whatever I uh, call it, Unify. Uh, but it's just really odd. It's just nothing. It's just I struggle to find the reason why they would have chosen of all the bands out there that they could have done. Cursed, Facebook likes? How are they going with that? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look it up. I'll look it up while I kind of tell you a bit more. Yeah, o- opening yeah. track uh, War March is a banger. Okay. <laughs> this is they've got a lot of. Like, you know, five songs, I think three of them at least. They've only got 6,000 likes on Facebook. So, like, okay, it's a so big step. It's kind of like what... You know, I remember Hellions not having many likes on Facebook when they got signed. Yeah. And they still don't have many likes, yeah, to they, be fair. They are <laughs> one of those just underrated bands. Yeah, they are. And, like, so... Uh, War March is a huge one. My favourite song probably track three, Discarded. Yeah. You know, there is, like, you know, once it gets to probably, like, the last, second last track, I think Sanctioned Violence is probably my least favourite. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not really much wrong for this one. You can kind of, you can get this out quickly and it's very easy to make an opinion on it because it goes for so little. Uh, I'd love to see them live just to see how they kind of pull put, it off. How they pull, well, how they pull off like a 30, 40 minute set considering they'll play the whole, yeah, the, the, they'll play their whole EP in 10 minutes and then it's just like, okay, what do we do? Like, yeah, obviously they, do? they obviously have previous music, but yep. I, yeah, it'd be interesting how many songs they could whack out. I remember that we played once with a, a band in Frankston and they said they had 15 minutes and we had 30 or 40 yep. and we asked them why and said oh we'll get we'll get 10 songs out in there and they got 10 songs out in 15 minutes and it was just like this is what these guys could do they could get 10 songs out in about 15 minutes god damn that's the best part and god it's just damn. like yeah it's like it's cool to see like i i wonder where unify's kind of thinking is yeah. because i, I want to know like where if they if this is what they're going to try and do uh they're going to keep going through this kind of process of like you know getting bands from different kind of areas or genres and that, or yep. are they going to, is this just a one-off? Because, you know, when yeah, I remember when they, when they signed Hellions, I thought that was, that was a really, uh, it was like a ballsy signing because yep. they were someone who weren't established. I had a, a good sound, but it was very raw at the yep. time. And it still is raw. And that's kind it of, is. that's a lot of their, their charm is that it is raw. This, you know, production is pretty good. And you don't want too good a production with an, with an EP like this. Yep. That's the thing. Uh, there are going to be people like swinging for the fucking fences at okay. times. I was going to say big, and big moments. There are some, there EP. are some really, well, cause every song goes for about a minute and a half, two minutes. So it's kind of like you, you, they can't spend too long, can't spend a minute building up a breakdown, yeah, of course. Okay. So it's kind of yeah. like, it's straight into most songs. And that's it is a cool thing. There are some moments where it, like, it really catches you off guard, especially in like a song like War March that really gets you and you're just like, oh, this is fucking ballsy. Same with uh, track, two, <laughs> track 2 Broken has the same thing. It's really like, 
I really do think like if you get when you go home, you should just check out the first couple of tracks because you will notice pretty quickly if you are a fan or not. And you could you could find out if you're a fan in five minutes, really. Which okay. is, well, which is just, there you go. Which is the there's best no excuses. Thing. Well, that's it. That's like that's the thing. Like another you know Australian band, keep it up. Like yeah, you know, I, I, our voice. We'll we'll be doing our predictions next episode, but I'm pretty confident they'll play Unified just because they just got signed. It makes sense. Um, they are heavy as hell. I'd love. Yep. Like, apparently, this lineup's going to be very heavy. Yep. So. And, you know, it makes a lot more sense now, more I speak about it, really. We're going to move on. Um, Something that I wanted to kind of get out of the way is, and I don't, like, as much as I know people probably think I love shitting on bands, which I do, like, I do take a bit of pleasure in it, but I, this band, I've been, you know, we've been going at it for a while now. This this band's been going for a long time. I've always struggled to see where the fuck the appeal is, and they're an Australian band. Um, This is... Is there a more mediocre band in Australia right now than Dream on Dreamer? Oh, I don't think so because they are just one of those bands that just, they don't go away. They keep popping up. They got another tour now. Uh, Just, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you a song named by these guys and they continually, they just bob up. Well, I actually remember back in my, when I used to enjoy kind of more metal and I remember when we saw them actually, when we saw Avenged Sevenfold back in 2011, 2012 and it was supposed to be Seven Dust supporting. They got taken out and Dream on Dreaming got put on and I remember (laughs) even then and like I was an impressionable kid who probably would have liked anything and I remember even saying, I just remember turning you going like, they just, just all they are is breakdowns. That's all they do (laughs) and it's just like, it's all just like, and it was real electronic core kind of bullshit at the time. Yep. And, They've just gotten worse. They've gotten more. They're just not. They are just not a good band. We've seen. We saw them like probably last year. I'd yeah. say. And there was bang. another thing where like first song. Oh, this is all right. Maybe maybe. And there's just no. No, it's not. It's just like it's just it's just this really weird thing that this band is still together. I don't know if it's like one of those things where I should be like, yeah, it's respectful to think that they're still together after all these years. Yeah. Or am I am I kind of giving them too much credit? Maybe they, they probably don't have anything else going on in their lives, and they're just like, well, we'll just try and be a band. Damn, dream on dream. Gonna... <laughs> well, they're doing a tour with um, Hands Like Houses, who are yeah, one of your favourites. Yeah, one of my all-time favourites. <laughs> now, Hands Like Houses has been around a while now, and they are, as I say, they are the tour, tour whores of Australia. They just do not stop, which is great, but people no. like me are, are going to get sick of them. I've, is... seen, I've literally seen them now, I reckon, 10 times. I don't reckon I've... I reckon maybe once or twice I've actually wanted to see them. That's the thing, isn't it? Like and they just like, they mm. jump on every tour and they and you no, you've never seen a headline tour of theirs, have you? Of these guys? No, no. not a headline tour. No, right. exactly. They're, like, always they're always supporting yeah. it. It's kinda like I remember they used to be kind of that, you know, added incentive. Oh, you know, the you know, hands are playing, that's not too bad. Yeah, let's go have a look. And yeah. now it's like oh, hands are playing, like I wonder what songs they're gonna play, probably and like where I'm somebody who doesn't I know a few hand songs. Yep. And the only songs I know they played live. So it's like it's they never surprise me. Yeah, their new song that came out a while back sounds Drift? like yeah, sounds a bit like Bring Me and kind of has a bit of a kind of that that kind of vibe to it. Oh, yeah. I don't like you know hands like I'm not putting in hands like houses like in the same breath as Dream on Dreamer because yeah. Dream on Dreamer are just, just terrible. They uh, are. And like they're probably actually they're probably another band I, I rate people's like musical taste on. Like yeah, I rate if you don't like Every Time I Die and Deftones, you can like both those bands. But if you like Dream on Dreamer at the same time, you probably like too many. Do you probably like too much music? And you're probably just one of those impressionable people who just like anything that gets put put on. But they getting back to the point. I'm pulling things off live. They are one of the most ordinary bands I yes. reckon I've ever seen live. Oh. Like I, I remember watching them at Bang. It was last year. We went and watched them. We we're like, oh god, these guys are playing. And we rocked up and like. Uh, I just I, I don't understand the appeal. Like the the screamer is not like 
he doesn't really have a great voice. The guitars were all over the place. The drums were pretty good, but like the sound, like you, like I talked about it in our last podcast, seeing a band like Polaris live. And they're a band that are so talented. Like, you can just see it come out on stage. And when they've actually got good sound behind them, they are just awesome. It creates a whole other, like, another element. If you've got a really good sound guy, that live factor is just massive. And these guys, they don't have it. And, like, it just baffles me. Well, it baffles me that they're still around doing this. Exactly. And you were saying, like, you know, live. And we are saying before, would you rather be good recording or live? I think Dream on Dream would like to be good at either. Because they, <laughs> they are shit house, man. They have not. They have never impressed me. They they have not one song has come out by them, and I've gone, oh, this is actually all right. Like I, <laughs> I remember when they played that first song live, and I was like, oh, maybe this could be okay. And then it was just, it literally was like the second song came in, and I was just like, nope, yeah, I gave him too much credit, didn't I? <laughs> like yeah, it's just like I just <laughs> as soon as as soon as I see them on a bill in anything, and it's weird how they don't support anyone anymore. It's, yeah. I remember they used to be yeah, a, they, a good... They, they, they think they're headliners. Yeah, well, I, maybe they do. Maybe that's their thing. They probably think they're a bit better than what they are. Yep. And that, if they think they're decent, then they probably think they're better than what they are, really. <laughs> but like they, I've never seen... like They used to tour a lot. They used to support bands a lot. Yeah, and now it's just like... I don't know what they're doing because I know they play, they're playing shows in Europe soon, which oh, I, I've been to playing in like Paris and that. Like, I don't know what the fuck the French people are doing over there because they must not know what the fuck wow. it is. I don't know what kind How of following. They pulled that off? And they're headliners as well. I headlining? Saw, yeah, headlining. Who the hell's supporting them? Oh, bro, oh I don't know. They, they're probably playing by themselves. They probably think they're the, the main attraction. I will give them this. They do have one good song and it doesn't sound anything like them. It's called Don't Lose Your Heart and there's actually a feature singer who does most of the singing and Who's it's a feature? really soft song. Who's the feature? His name is Jared. He's from. I'm pretty sure he's from the Getaway Plan. I'm pretty oh. sure he, he did a guest guest oh, vocal. Jesus. Okay, Getaway Plan. Uh, you, but man. it's a completely different sound to what they actually are. Like we yeah. look at them and they're just a breakdown. He just crap. Like break. Like well, they there's a the thing. Breakdowns like in a song. I'm all for breakdowns, but they're moments for breakdowns. You can't just play them the whole time. Yeah. I'll get bored. I will want to punch someone. I want to leave. Like, I'm not going to want to stay. Unless you're that genre. Like if you're if you're specifically on that kind of mosh genre, I can yeah. I can let it slide just because that's kind of what you're going for. But they don't even. Pull but they are. Oh, you're not even going to want to do it live. Nah, live. Like and these guys have been like what I guess. Yeah, I was saying before, make them stuff evolving, but these guys have been. The I don't same. know. Have they been devolving? Is there a dev- Yeah, I'd say that. They've been yeah, regressing. 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 That's yeah. the line. <laughs> great, great song. <laughs> That's exactly right. They are actually regressing. They're not, like, they're not even treading water now. They're actually continually going down, but they're touring in Europe. Yeah, and that's, like, I think, you know, the, they'll, they'll play Bang again soon. They'll probably don't try and do it. Too. They will. And they're just, they're one of those bands, like, I feel like they got nothing better to do. I said this about Inner Hearts Wake last time, but it just seems like they, they're another one of those bands who probably should tour together. That'd be, that'd be, Imagine a, that. that'd be a fucking tour. Uh, like, because like, they just seem like they don't really have much going on. And then they fucking come out with a European thing, and it's just like, oh, God. God what is dude. going on? I can't imagine them really making a hell of a lot of money off it. Nah, so, you, like, you wouldn't think so. I, you, you wouldn't think so. I'm assuming they'd have second jobs. Like in all honesty, like, and yeah, like, look, what we'll do is, um, I'm gonna have to cool down. Uh, we're gonna have a break. I'm You've worked yourself up. I have. I'll have a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna do a live review of Grinspoon. We're gonna talk about more bands that were kind of really kind of gone off recently, and we're gonna talk about Invasion Fest because that's something that's um been kind of announced on the dates and everything like that, and they're doing a lot of cool things at the moment.
talking tours now, and we're going to move on to a band from America, Miss May I. Pretty sure coming up, they 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 were they got a few good songs that we both like, but they have been supported by Silar, who we had a, a little look at them earlier tonight, and they are different, very interesting. Yeah, um, well, first on Miss May I, I remember yep. I remember Hey Mister from way way hey back Mister, from that Soundwave that they played. Yeah, um, yeah, really good song to be fair, and. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they can do you know, on the live setting because I never really got around to see them. Siler, on the other hand, just kind of... Mm, Scare you? No, they're just, they're just one of those bands, aren't they? Like They're just there. They kind of want to ride the wave of that kind of issues, kind of weird new metal yep. rip-off kind of band, but nothing against them. Like, moving on from that, I know Clowns have a tour coming up, yep. which is really, really cool. They announced they announced a lot, a lot of dates. Clowns are a really, really great band if people don't know about them. They're, they're my, like one of those kind of punk Australian punk hardcore bands. They're kind of pioneers of Australian punk hardcore, well, aren't they? they? They're like... They've been around for a while. They've been around for a long time, but they're, they're re, uh, reasonably like... They try to... They don't try to, but they've always been separated from kind of, you know, the In Hearts Wakes and the, uh, the Amities. Yeah. And those yeah. kind of bands. They've never been kind of affiliated with them. They never played tours. The only time I've seen them live was when they supported Rise Against, which is cool. Um, And I know that another band who's coming back together is Mammal, who is... Um, Mammal. Mammal, a band that I, re- I didn't really know about until the other week. They're really, really good for those who want to check them out. Very unique, very different. Yeah, um, playing, playing in Melbourne in a couple of months or so, this is... um. Nagasaki and Flames, Nick. Yeah. That's, that's one of the great there's songs. A few, they've got a, re- a few really good songs. They're one of those bands, as I've been told, they kind of came up through the uh, like, kind of the cog, death, letter, circus kind of range. And yep. I know this next band that you really you must be really excited for did the same kind of thing. Very, very excited. Butterfly um, Effect got back together last week. I'm sure there'll be people that around Australia that would be very, very happy. Very, very good news. Got the original singer Clint back in action. And they were really, really... One of those bands that, um, along with Carnival, Cog, really pioneered a kind of different sound in metal. Like it's really like yeah. a, a tool kind of vibe. It's, yeah, it's like very a, like a prog kind of Oz prog, metal. Yeah, prog Oz kind of metal kind of vibe. But these guys, Butterfly Effect, they just uh, they're really they got a couple of really really just standout songs. And the singer is a real. I'm telling you, you really like these guys. These um, I I know I. Guarantee that Twelve Foot Ninja would be a huge like, yeah. it would have been influenced by all those bands big time. You know, this is yep. they are like they're one of the only ones really around at the moment. I'm just trying to figure off the top of my head. Like I'm sure Dead Letter Circus would have had yeah, a bit Dead of Letter influence, Circus. but they kind of came only a little bit later. But yeah, there's and, you know Carnival Court, Carnival as well yep. being a fantastic band. But what we'll do is we're gonna move on because we actually went to a live show last week. We did. We we ventured onto <laughs> ventured into Frankston, we'll call it. So Pier Live is now back out one of our favorite venues in Victoria. It's a Really, really important stable, I think, in um, Victorian rock and Melbourne rock and the whole scene in general because it's a really, really cool little venue. I'm not, not sure if everyone's been there, but we went and saw Grinspoon, one of our all-time favourite Australian bands, and what a night it was. There's um, a Grinspoon or a band that I I always think that they are, they never disappoint live, for one. Mm-hmm. They've always been good there. I wouldn't know, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have never they've never put on a bad show they always have great sound something that a lot of bands have, it's hard to find a lot of the time yep. uh, for them to come out and do this kind of show in Frankston sold out absolutely packed to the rafters this is <laughs> unbelievable this um, they came out and they were doing 20th anniversary of Guide to Better Living uh, played the album in full and then played a bunch of classics all old school didn't play anything yep. I think the their most recent song would have been from 2006 I'm yep. pretty sure from that out from Kills pills and sunday thrills which is pretty crazy considering that they have had a lot of hits since then 
scary. It just shows the back catalogue of Grinspoon. It shows how good they actually are as a band. And what an interesting night it was, Nick. We um we got there and it's really they're, they're one of those bands you can't really stand and drink. Like especially in a venue like the PR, if if it's going to be packed out to the point where it was, there's no room to move around. And we made the mistake of actually trying to have a couple of beers whilst watching the Grinners. And what a mistake that was. Yeah, it's just like it's just band uh, etiquette. There is. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, etiquette people, especially in. I don't like you know putting everybody in this kind of category, but like a lot of people who are from the Frankston area and that, and who come to a gig like this, probably don't go to a lot of gigs, so they probably don't know what to do, what to do, and what yeah. not to do. Yep. And it just it's like ingrained in us. We know how to how to act and where to act if we want to go. Not to like a case in point. That was you know that was a mo- that was like a weird mosh pit kind of starting mm. to way back and like yeah. way outside of where the actual mosh pit was and like where everybody was just kind of standing there drinking it's just like you got it like people just don't understand how to do it and it's like you know when people tell you oh go into the real one they go nah 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 because they don't want they don't want to get hurt and they think that they're gonna probably gonna get hurt through that it's like you know from a musical like and from the show itself it's just fantastic like this yeah like it shows how good this album was for one (laughs) god to better living really really great um just Song like classics upon classics, yep. champion, just ace, pedestrian. What is was yeah, <laughs> dead dead cats, truck boundary, truck boundary, boundary. It's just like there are so many good songs off this album. A post inebriated anxiety. It's just like it's a MBT. little. It's, yeah, NBT. There's just <laughs> so many good songs, and that's off yep. the album. They come back on and they just knock Chemical them out. Heart. Chemical Heart, <laughs> thousand, thousand miles, thousand miles, hard act to follow. Ready one. Yeah, ready one. More than <laughs> more you than are. You no are. reason. Oh my God. It's just like this, this band. They have no reason and no right to uh, whack out fucking 26 songs or something like that, which they did. And for a band at their age, obviously 20 years since their first album dropped, and for them to do that many songs, it just... Like they they really must love what they're doing, oh, and that's for something. Sure. And like especially with a singer like Phil, who has had a lot of problems with addiction In and stuff past, like yep. that, it is really good mm. to see him. And even though he's still, he always looks like he's on fucking ice. So yep. like it's always hard to tell if he's if he's straight or not. But it's just like it is really good to see, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. And the best part about Phil, through all the the um the stuff he's gone through, which has been well pub- publicized over the years, but he's actually his voice is held up and it his has. voice live the other night. To be able to sing the songs of that that album, like that album's twenty years old. That album is twenty years old, and he barely missed a note, barely it, missed a tune. Yeah, it was just, unbelievable. He even did his hairstyle like he used to do it, like back he in the did, day. Like he, he just did. He, he really kind of wanted to play the part. Like Grit Spoon, I'm not gonna say the band who like have really really difficult vocals and never yep. better. Like, but they've always been really good. Like you know, they, yep. they're they're great great Aussie rock songs to sing along to. Um, yeah. I always have this discussion, but like, because I always compare the two bands just really, really quickly. Just give me a one word answer: Grinspoon or Living End? Who we yeah, can... well, Grinspoon. I'm going to go with. Yeah. And the reason behind that, no, like... I said, I said one word answer. <laughs> no, but they, they, those two bands are really the the, the bands kind of took on the whole the whole pub scene kind of thing in mm. in Australia. Because like through the '80s, we we're very, very fortunate enough to have a lot of great bands. We had Australian Crawl, Midnight Oil, In Excess, Cold Chisel, playing up and down the coast, but. The the age of rock and what happened, like those two bands, Grinspoon and Living End, have really they've stuck like stood the test of time since the the mid nineties, and still now, like we're just as excited to go see them now as I'm sure people were back in the late nineties, and their music holds up. 
Yeah, and they it's a testament they, to them. They were a fan. You know, both those bands, Living Underground, were fantastic yep. festival bands as well because yeah. they have so many hits. And if you go on there and you just can't, and you just kind of want to see a good band, and they're yep. just they're gonna play so many songs. You're like, oh, I know that song. I know that song. I yep. know that song. But there was something just before we go off Grinsbury oh, that happened in the gig that I kind of want to get off my chest. Yep. Uh, there was a time where we got a beer at one stage. We were just kind of having a sip. And we're toward like we're in, Early in towards in the, the album. back. Yeah. We, we knew the album, so we yeah. knew when to go. So there was a couple of tracks we weren't as keen on, so we kind of went, okay, we'll have a beer during this one. Yep. And there was this one guy. He's kind of started what I call like a solo mosh pit. And again, this is what I was saying before. This is even diff- This is a different one again. And he kind of made a big pit for himself, and yep. he just kind of jump around, bumping into people, and it was just like. You know, there's a time and place. People are trying to get beers and there's bar- people with beers knocking everywhere. It's beers going everywhere. Spot. And it's just like... It's just dumb. It was, yeah, it was really it was just stupid on this guy's part. Uh, so we finish our beers and we're like, okay, we're going to go in. And uh, you get through and find, find enough. And then I try to get through. And he, grab, like, he grabs my, my shirt that I'm wearing and he just kind of grabs it. I don't think much of it. He's a drunk guy. I don't really care too much. Yep. He continually grabs it and pulls, like, pulls me towards him. And I kind of go, like, I just say, what are you doing? I just yeah. as a joke, I didn't want to. Yeah, I, I understand how these drunk people get. It's, it's a big night for them. They get to see a live band. Yeah, like that's really cool. Wow. That's really cool for them. Yeah. And um, yeah, he pulls me close, pull me close, and kind of goes like, you know, a little bit like nose, and tries to go nose to nose to me, but I back away. Yeah. And then he kind of pushes me, and then takes takes a massive swing at me for absolutely like this is absolutely no reason. The only Jesus. reason I can think of is that I was trying to pass him, yeah. and he didn't want me to pass him. He might have been like, when maybe when you passed him, oh, dude, I think he was mad because I did throw him out of the way. Well, you, you had to. That's what I had to do. I tried to move him. And that was because he was just like covering all areas. It was just yep. kind of coming across every time you would just to try and bump you or trying to keep you from coming through. Yep. He took a swing. His mates stopped him, like, you know, kind of put, put him on. And I just waved at him. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a smart ass and I knew that he wasn't going to get near me. And like, but like, and his mates kind of go, sorry, like, yeah, sorry for that, man. Like, like good on his mates one for yeah, that. that, that like yeah, you know, I, no, I notice a lot of situations where the mate probably wouldn't do anything, or they they might even join in. Like I know yeah, there are definitely situations. Back where up could. their friend. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just there is something about, and we're saying this before, but like it's there's gig etiquette. Yeah. That, and it's unfortunate when why shows come out and they come to places like Frankston, and they go. You look at it and they they see it and they go, I'm going to go to this show. This is going to be really, really great. Yep. But they don't understand how concerts work. And, they, yeah. and then when they see something like a mosh pit, they're like, oh, you know, that's really cool. This guy's probably mid, mid to late 20s, I'd say. Yep. Uh, like You could tell he doesn't go for many concerts because it's just the, the fact that he was starting a, a, you know, a mosh pit towards the right bar. Right the bar. Yeah, it's yeah. just stupid fucking behavior. And it's just like there are so many people there, especially. And we really, it's really noticeable. And it's funny when you go to the city and that and when like, you know, it's actual, like it's an international band and that and you got real real fans there and that you know a lot of times because like, we don't really drink too much when we go to no, concerts very rarely to, yeah. like you know Grinspoon one of the rare ones we probably would have a few drinks and that's fine because you know and especially because it's in Frankston I was about to say and the venue the venue helps definitely and it's just you know like, it's crazy going from like you know gigs like you know at 170 Russell or the corner or anywhere you know, uh, Wrangler Max Watts whatever and you know you see like real fans and they just want to have a good time and like you know, people fall down or people push each other and like there's the occasional fight but it's very very rare yep. and then you have people who don't go to concerts and you know they stick out like a sore thumb and it's 100%. just like and they just you know as soon as somebody bumps you even though he's starting his own mosh pit it's just like 
you know, pull your head in, like understand why you're there. And that, it's just so stupid. I just, it really like, it didn't bother, it didn't bother me really, yep. but it was just like, I look back on it and go like, how can somebody be so dumb that you they're going to do that? Yeah, exactly. And just like not know how anything is. And he, he never went into the mosh pit. And that's the thing. He that's always, the stupidest part. Yeah. He never went into the mosh pit himself. And he's like, he's obviously a bit of a pussy. Yeah, and like, I, it's probably the best night he's had in a while to be yeah. fair. So good on him. But like, it's just, you don't go doing It's that. unnecessary. And it's just like a good on his mates, but to, he's just a drop kick, isn't he? Like it's just, and they're always there. Always are at these kind of shows, like, not, yeah. these older shows, and that's the, that's the worst part about it. Like you know, bands like the Living End and all that, and even the older the bands are, probably the more there are of them. And like yep. you know, unfortunately, Grinspoon at the moment are in that age group where you probably get a lot of people from like eighteen through to about forty. 40. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And there's and there's probably your main kind of aggressive group of pe- of guys. Yeah, like, well, that's the yeah, thing. and they're yeah. eighteen to forty year old males. Like there's probably a lot of you know, there's a lot of testosterone in the room. And Imagine going Olympic biscuit. Limp Biscuit concert now, seriously. That's oh, fantastic. I went there a few years ago. Actually, true. But like <laughs> like you say, with the, the age factor there, but that's a pet hate of mine. You go into a gig, there's always seeming to be one to two people that just go there for the wrong reasons. And mm. you don't need those people, especially in a pit. Like, it's really noticeable having moshed for the last probably six to seven, maybe eight years. But you go to a pit, or you go to a gig, you see a pit, like you have the option whether to go in or go out, but when you watch and you actually you, like a lot of people go and they they just watch the band but like occasionally you'll have a look at the pit and you'll learn what they do but sometimes there's always one to two people that just go in there and just throw like they deliberately go at people yeah. like it's just like I feel why like they, are you trying to start a fight I like, feel like they play dumb no they play dumb as well like, oh, I feel yeah, like no, I didn't mean it man yeah. like, look, look, legit well, we've seen I've seen it in the past like someone will be like just in the spur of the moment, you get bumped, you get hit the wrong way. There'll be someone there that's pissed or drunk, and they'll turn around and they'll fight you. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just like, like it's like, dude, you're in a mosh pit. Like this is what happens. You go in there knowing, like, we're being kicked, we're being punched in the head, we're being elbowed. You like crowd surfers kick you in the head, knee you in the head, doesn't matter. Like, you you go in there. It's part of the fun, but like. People that go in there for the wrong reasons, this is directed to you. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Seriously. Like, <laughs> you, fucking like they just it's almost like they're just so far out of their element and they're just like, you know, kill they, yourself. they just don't they just don't know what to do. They're just like, oh well, I'm just gonna throw a punch then. Like, you know, if somebody looks at me funny and it's just It's legit, that's what it is, and they think, oh, I got two or three mates here, no one's gonna do anything. But like fucking why do it? Go yeah. in the pit, bump each other, like if you're gonna throw hands, like put your hands up to protect but, yourselves. But if you do get hit but that's the thing, like that's the crazy yeah, thing. They you know. they go into a pit and then they get angry because they get bumped, and it's just like, so you know, what are you doing? Yeah, it's just like, what, what do you expect? They, they don't, they just don't know what's going. On. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, we did is. miss a single before, just before we move on to our last oh. couple of things. Um, August Burns Red released oh, a, one released of my a single, bands, uh, yes. Invisible Enemy. Uh, what are we thinking? Just quickly. Okay, well, August Burns Red. They're really one of those bands that are, they're actually quite refreshing in the metalcore like genre, like. I'll, I'll listen to a metalcore band like before we listened to or, or, or did the Wage War album review and there wasn't a lot on there that shocked me or like impressed me to the point where I'm going to rave about it. Whereas with August Burns Red, they're really, they're that technical that I'm always going to like enjoy listening to them. Yeah, uh, it's hard not to be impressed by the way they go about the, things. The, uh, there's yeah. something that I remember, I've seen them twice live. I've seen them at... And they are Sa- incredible yeah, live. Yeah, Soundwave 2014, they were amazing and then I saw them support In Heart's Wake and I was so surprised of how good they're like... They how, are. Oh, was it, you know, it might have been North Lane. Uh, it was one, yep. one of those two. And it was, I was so surprised to see how many people... Yeah, it would have been yeah, North, it was North Lane. Lane. I was so surprised to see how many people actually want to see them. They yep. have a really great following out, he, out here, which mm. is really good. I... I really would like them to play 
the old festival yep. that comes around every January. Okay, Jesus, uh, well, we won't go into that. Yeah, yet, but, but um, another great song. Like it is, it is one of those kind of stock. Like, you could call it a stock August Burns Red song. Like they are kind of they songs have, called Invisible Enemy. Yeah, for the, those listening. It is. Um, film clip's funny. Like you yeah. know, they got the bobblehead kind of things going. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's a good song. It's yeah, it's very August Burns Red. If you like them, you'll probably like this song. Do you think like do you think this is a band who kind of could like. Are they known as, I guess, like the slayer of this kind of genre? Because they kind of they Never do change. they do release a lot of a lot of albums that sound not like not exactly the same, but relatively similar. Relatively similar, but like it's still fresh. Like like you say, like they're not going to change a lot. They're one of those bands that they know what they're good at, they know why they do it, and they continually do it. Like the 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 guitarist, I think his name's JB. He's just a technical freak and. Matt Griner, the drummer, is. I've seen him live a couple of times now. I actually went to one of his clinics. For any of those drummers listening, he's just he, do yourself a favor and listen to this band because this bloke is in the probably the top three to five metal drummers in the world. He's unbelievable, and like you say, they don't change a hell of a lot, but they do enough on each song and each album to make you keep listening. Anyway, that's is, for me. It is very rare to see that many like just. Um, such amazing musicians actually be in the same band yeah, there are, pull it off there are yeah. so many yeah there's so many bands that like have maybe one great musician good guitarist or, good yeah, drummer like, good bassist something yeah. that really stands out this is a real like, all across the board and yeah as well like having all those kind of really creative minds and having such good talent about them and yep. yet they still are able to make good music it's crazy 100% but okay so what we'll move on to we've got two things left I want to know right now, is there, like, because we were talking about this before, we can't really say the Dream on Dream or Hands Like Houses, but are there any bands that you kind of... Not mentioning names. Yeah, (laughs) but, like, are there any bands that you really don't like at the moment? Maybe because you used to like them or that you've gone off them, or, like, what are you thinking right now? Because this is something I don't like. I'm very... Uh, I'm very negative at the moment, but like, yeah, I don't, I like praising the local bands and that. I re- there's a lot of good music out there, but I'm yep. not going to pretend like there's not bad music out there. And there oh. is, and there's a lot of bands that maybe people used to like, or maybe just, you've mm-hmm. never liked. Just, like, give me a couple. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you between the eyes, Nick. Go on. Now this band's been around for a long time and done a lot for Australian metal, but their recent release of an album has forced me now to hate them uh, with a serious, serious passion. What do we got? They're called the Amity Affliction. Nick, oh man. shit! Okay, I didn't know you were going that they high. They are called the Amity Affliction, and they are—I don't even know where they are anymore after this album. They literally—they've released the same album now, like three—is it three in a row? They've released exactly the same thing. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Like we were just talking about August Burns Red and how they actually like—they don't change a hell of a lot, but I still think stylistically they. Are fresh, like whatever they do, they they do it well. Whereas Amity, they've put out two of the most bland, boring shit albums in a row, while still maintaining such a big fan base. It just baffles me. I do yeah. not understand it. Like I'm all for them. Like they're a massive band. They've done a lot. They've two of their asses off. They've worked their absolute asses off. I love Young Bloods. I love Chasing Ghosts. I think they're both cracking albums, but the last two albums absolutely shit me. Yeah, um, I've got a cool story because I think this one got this one got cut on the first episode because we got had some technical issues. Yep. But I remember saying that I have somebody at my uni right now, and I am I'm at the moment I'm really off Amity, but I feel like the way people are like you know really uh, support Amity. They always are like, it's almost like album cycles. You know, you go through this kind of age group period and you go like, okay, I really like Amity at like 15, 16. Yep. And then at 18 or something like that, you'll they'll release an album and be like, oh, this is, this is, yeah, this is okay. Like not too bad. And then, you know, three years later, 
21 and you're like, oh, this is pretty crap. And now I'm at the age where their most recent albums come out and I'm just like, I can't do it. And the, the guy I go to uni with is probably an album cycle behind. Mm. And in terms of being an album cycle younger than me as well, he's about three or four years younger. Yep. So like at the moment, he's like, oh, I'm pretty off Amity. But like, I know for a fact the next Amity album, he's going to be exactly where I am now, just completely gone. Like, I understand why they're so big. There's no like, there's no like two ways about it. They are like, they've got some catchy songs. They've got... They've got you know, a lot of uh, markability about them. They yep. are one of the biggest bands in Australia right now, yep. which is upsetting to say. But like, yeah. you know, they really are. They're like they're bigger than Parkway at the moment in Australia. Yeah, they are. Like, and you know, it's that's upsetting to say. But like, they it's it's fact. They are. They're completely. They're probably the biggest heavy band in in the country. It's like it's just like, do you? How far can they go? But do you think they've reached it? I don't. I know. think they've reached the pinnacle, Nick. I don't know if they have. I reckon, you, you, don't, you reckon they got more to go? The thing is with. I mean, and it always is going to favor them over Parkway like, in the long run is that because of the, the clean, appeal, because the of the clean singing, the, yeah, yeah it, there's always, yeah, there's always a chance that they could go real because they, they could go real bring me in terms of like, they could really start, start, no, start not in terms of popularity. They'll never get that big, but like in terms, they could really Mainstream put popular. out, yeah, some kind of a song that could really Throne-esque. cross over. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They, they could do that because they have all the elements there. The synth. Yeah, they have yeah. the synth and they have all that. Unfortunately, musically, they're just not good. They've never mm. been. They've never been that mm. great musically. Even when they're good albums, they're never amazing out musicians. But they worked really well together. That was what they were really good at before. Yep. It's unfortunate that now every album does sound the same, except a little bit less heavy and, and a little bit crapper. And that's yeah. what they do. And yeah, I'll, I'll give you one. Like I'll give you off them because you know we we can shit on Amity all day. And we can. I'd, I'd have a good time with it. So but would I. I want to give um a shout out to our boys. Uh, we're keeping it Australian, but uh, I kill the prom queen. Oh. They, they, aren't these guys like a, oh. yeah, uh, just like Dream on Dreamer they are another band who's just a real mediocre they're, I remember seeing an article and it's a really it sums them up and they're like you know, they call like um, metalcore giants turned local band because that's just where they because they, they, they are because at one stage they were like this massive powerhouse they, and, were, they, were, they were up there with Parkway yeah and now they're just like oh, they, they might headline bang once a year and that's it and that's all they do and it's just like exactly they right. don't tour they don't do anything they're how just, would Jonah feel Oh, how would you feel? I, I have no idea. Seeing Bring Me the Horizon become one of the biggest bands literally in the world whilst... It's tough, isn't it? Like, I... Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to be that guy who says, oh, he's, you know, um, he, you know, he's happy because he's doing what he loves. Like, I'm sure he probably goes to sleep a few nights going, I probably should have I fucked fuck up. But, you know, who knows where Bring Me would be otherwise. Like, yeah, there's so many if buts or what about it. You know, yep. It's just like, who's going to... Like they don't, they haven't been doing anything lately. There's nothing really about them. I don't know, but they they don't play any shows at the moment. Like they could be broken up. I wouldn't even care. That's the problem. Yeah. Like that's that's probably the biggest problem about mm. it. Like I don't really know what they're doing at the moment, and I don't care. Yeah. And but they're just like when somebody said, "Oh, name a band you don't like." Like Prom Queen, I've never liked them. They've never had a good album. I remember yeah. them being yeah. visibly pissed. Opening for um like pissed off not drunk, uh, opening for Daddy Remember and Ghost Inside at a at a sideway sideway ah uh, yes because I they, can't believe it didn't go to well, that because they um the crowd didn't go as crazy as they wanted it to and it was just like <laughs> I remember I was turning to my mate and I was just like these guys are sh-, like they, they've always been shit they were yeah. even like and they're they're all music and I know people might be like oh they're really stuff's really good it's like their their music's aged like shit. Like yep. that, that is it's aged like moldy bread. Like it really, right. ha- there's nothing about these guys right now. I don't think there's many songs that I could go look back on and be like, yeah, 
that's that was really good. Like there is a bit of nostalgia for all those old fans. Like there's no nothing wrong in liking these got their earlier stuff. But yep. I think I'd it'd be very hard for me to find somebody who actually enjoys their fucking newer stuff. Uh, that's exactly right. And like you say, I would not even know what they are who they're doing right now. We don't know what they are doing right now. Have they released an album recently? I couldn't tell you. I just checked their Facebook. Are they touring? I couldn't tell you. Like, uh, uh, and like you say, I do not care. Well, they haven't posted since fucking April. Well, there you go. And it's just what like, are they doing with their lives? Well, that's it. And it's just like, that sounds like something a local band would do. And they're, exactly they're a band right. with like 350,000 likes. And it's just yeah. like, and they got more on the Crossfaith. I was about to say that's double Crossfaith, <laughs> who we actually just looked at on our little break. Crossfaith, 172,000. Prom Queen 350 plus. What is going on there? Yeah, it, just, it just sums it up, doesn't it? Uh, well, what we'll do is... It shits me. Well, okay. So before we go, I just want to touch on something that's come out recently. The Invasion Fest coming out again this year. It's exciting. Uh, something that I've actually never been to. I really hate saying that. But yep. every year I look at the lineup and I think that this is a really, really cool concept. I actually think that this as a whole is one of the... Um, it's almost like, no, I'm not going to say mini unified, but like, it's just something about it. There's something really pure about this. I think that it started really humble, like humble beginnings kind of thing. It's taking its time and growing. It says it's going to have its biggest headliner ever. It's like it's exciting. Yeah, yep. two stages. I think it's 16 bands or so comes out. I think it's December 9. December 9. Yep. Uh, like this is really, I really like this concept and I'm, I'm really interested to see what bands play this year because there have been a lot of bands that have kind of come up. Like I looked at the previous year's lineups and holy hell, like, you know, seeing like bands like Polaris and Justice for the Dam, as we were saying, you know, we were reviewing before, being like really towards the bottom. Yep. Even like bands like She Cries Wolf and that, like really great band from Brisbane. And um, seeing all that and just kind of go, wow, like, it, it shows like the progression of it all because that's, it, the, that's exactly the point. That's exactly the word to. How cool is that? Like, it, and yep. it's just there's so many bands right now that could play this year's only 16 slots, which makes it very, very tough. Yep. It is, very, like, it is one of those things that, you know, it is. First in best dressed, I guess, yeah, whoever they 100%. want to book. Uh, biggest headliner ever. Uh, who do you reckon they, it could be? Like, I, I, well, is it they've been predominantly Australian? They have. Acts, but they've been they, probably 90%, 95% Australian. There's acts, no, so there's not a... Um, it can't be a Parkway. It can't be an Amity. It no, can't no, be someone to the stratosphere of that. So no, we're, no. we're thinking more along the lines of a Trophy Eyes, potentially. Trophy like, Eyes Hall- would be good. Hallians have already done it. So Hallians, they're, they're ticked off. I'd love to see them do it again, but... Yeah, I actually think. Look, I, I saw some people for Knocked Loose, and I think that's a really cool one. Uh, I think that like, I think they came out recently. Comeback kid, come comeback kid's a good one. That's a really Stick nice. Stick to one. your guns would be great. Stick to your guns is good. I I remember seeing someone say Attila, which is okay, yeah. which I like, which would fit the bill. But um, yeah. I I think someone tagged me in something on it, and I said, if it's not a mule, I'll kill myself. Oh well, just just to uh, oh no, <laughs> but like a mule, like a, a mule. It could be one of those kind of like just fuck off heavy bands. Yeah, okay, I, I yeah. sworn in like another one. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, it could be something like that. It can't go too big, so. It's just one of those things, and I like the fact that they they leak it. Like I think it's like daily, and they, like every day at some stage they will do it. It's very very cool. I really I enjoy the whole platform of it. I think the tickets are like thirty forty bucks. Yeah, like, it's pretty fuck cheap. All, considering yeah. you're seeing so many good bands, and like you could you know that every year it's going to be really good at the moment, and mm. they're really taking their time. You know they had Hallians headline. I think the first one, then they've had Ocean Grove. Ocean Grove last year. Yep. It's just these are really good bands to get headline because they're big. They're like they're big in the local scene, but they're not big overall. Yep. Uh, I, they're not going to cost a heap of money. No, of course yeah. not. No, it just seems like something that people would want to do. Like, it just seems like you know, if I was saying this only last time, it's like you know, one of the things that people want to play now is Unify. But I feel like the the festival they want to play before it, or like the, the show they want to play before it, would Invasion be this. Fest. Yeah, Invasion okay. would be something that people, a lot of bands, would be looking at and going, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." Because coming is, into its third year now, yeah, it's just like yep. this is really this is a really organic kind of growth. Um, 
it's a lot of word of mouth going around about it. It's something that when bands, I remember last year when they leaked it, like I think it was, it was either Daily, I think it was Daily, and uh, like every band that got out, there was like shitloads of comments going, fuck yeah, this band's coming, or tags and that. And it's it's a really, it's a good way of doing it, the whole kind of leak band by band, especially yep. when you've only got 16 bands to do. Yep. It makes, makes a lot of sense. And it also gives them that that band, you know, a day of exposure for like, you know, for anyone who's been to a previous one. That's a cool concept. It's, it's smart, it's smart, um, you know, business basically. And, I'm really excited. I, I think that I actually, no, without seeing Any the lineup, yeah. in predictions, I'm going to go, I like Trophy, as you said before. I think yeah. that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I might, no, I won't go Trophy, just for the hell of it. I'll yeah. go for a fuck off band. I'll go with Tiller, just because I, I just think that one of those, Fronts. yeah, Front Fron hopefully does his rap album in full. That'd be Jeez. the best. But I just think that something, they're saying the biggest one ever, they could go international. They could, yeah, and, I think potentially, and a band like and a band like Attila could come down for a tour. In, it is in you know December nine, so they could come down for a tour, and they haven't toured in a while. Yep. got new albums out. They've yep. had, I think, they've yep. had two new albums out since that's happened, or maybe one. And um, it makes a lot of sense on that part. But you know, Trophy Eyes would be fantastic. I think that would be a really, really good one. Actually, the more I think about that one, the more. I feel like that should be the one because they have a lot of fans. Yep. They have a lot of young fans, a lot of local fans. Do they fit the bill though with their kind of style? That's that, the well, Hellions thing. got it a couple of years ago. I guess they were heavier back then. They yeah, were a little yeah. bit. They were a little bit heavier, but like Hellions aren't exactly the heaviest band. Trophy Eyes fit that because they have a lot of diehards. Like, Trophy yeah. Eyes have a lot of diehard yeah, fans. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't really see it until I like I didn't really notice until they played Unify, Unify and I saw yeah. how many people were just like cr the crowd surfing, just how many people screaming every word, and yeah. it's just like it was really cool to see just seeing a band that. I remember, and I'm going to say, like, I, I always go back to previous Soundwave. Soundwave Sydney Soundwave, Sydney Soundwave 2014. Yeah, tell us what you thought then. They were shit. I they were that. so <laughs> bad. They were so terrible. And, I told you that before you went. Yeah, and I, I remember I gave a shot and their intro was shit and they had about uh, 200 people there and I was just like, yeah, this is crap. And I kind of walked off after about two or three songs and went to Hacktivist and I was like, this is cool. Yeah, um, thank God. But yeah, you know, and it shows that you know bands can bands can improve. Yeah, <laughs> and like this band has improved. Like the growth, the progression. Is yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, like Alpha Wolf, same same kind of deal. Yep. And like you know, bands improve. Uh, really, Hopefully justice of that for me. Well, exactly, and it's cool to see bands progress and yep. get better, mature, and especially like yeah, especially when they're younger and they learn how they really learn the kind of the craft and how to write songs, you write, record, all that stuff, there's, play live. There's what something to do. yeah, yep. there's something really cool as a fan seeing a band kind of become that, and it's it's almost cool to be because I like being proved wrong. I really mm. like, I, as much as I like, I you know, maybe in conversations I don't, but like in terms of like bands and that, I like not liking a band and then going like, oh, okay, this that's actually, actually really, really cool. Good. That's a really good change they've made or that's a great yep. song. So it's cool to see that and kind of be like, okay, well, I was wrong in that kind of situation. And that's another band I can be like, yep, if they go on a tour, that's, another, that's an added reason. And it seems like there's a few bands like that now and they're kind of, the whole art of songwriting and the way they're doing it and they're adapting to their styles it's just a real. It's exciting times at the moment because there's just so much out there, and it's yep. being you know, because of all you know, because of doing the show and being able to having to like you know research more bands and kind of do singles and albums yep. and that. It's so like you you kind of forget because like when we used to be in a band, we were seeing bands weekly and we were you know, yeah. playing with bands and you know new bands were coming up. It was fantastic, but there's just so much new stuff out there, and it's just it's really cool. It's exciting times. Yeah, hundred percent.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to this week's Backbone episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. If you have any questions, queries, or any kind of opinion, please let us know because we love talking about it and proving you wrong. I've been Nick Brown. This has been Nathan Custis, and thank you very much. Have a good day.